See, isn't this kind of fun? I mean, kind I mean, of. Maybe like, fun's the wrong word, but. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back to Twintastic Tuesday with Mark and Matt. Hey, what up, people? We hey, back. We back in the building. We back in the building. You know what I'm saying? Uh, three one, three one you know third. That's from? You know what that's from? Three one third. Back in the building? Three one third. No. Eight mile. No. Yes, it is. Nope. That's they not say what I'm talking about. Oh, they okay. may, maybe they do. We're but it's, it's, a, it's a um, clip of Kobe. He's at, uh, not Jimmy Fallon. Oh, man. Who's the guy that used to oh, do? Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. And yeah, and, and, that, and Jeremy Lin, those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're back in the field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and funny. Jimmy Kimmel's like, if you were still on the Lakers, <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> man. Okay. Anyway. All right. Um, so, hey, guys, welcome back. We're well into the new year. I hope you're still, whatever your resolutions are. Just resolute. I don't just really resolute. do resolutions, but we do goals. <laughs> um, I resolve to do my goals. Um, so, this year, I'm hoping to reach six feet tall. Um, right. Mark's okay, hoping, so we're just gonna move past. Mark's that. hoping we to able to do, to do a push up. Top ten. Mark is wanting to do a push up this year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yay, yay! I seem to remember back in 2010 or 11, we were at the Boys and Girls Club working, and they were doing how many push ups can you do in one minute? Do you remember how how many you did? No, this never happened. This did happen. I did 65. 100. You did 57. 100. This didn't. 100 did. 100 did happen. What's the most you've ever bench pressed? <laughs> was it over 300? Because mine was 335. Were you like 315? Percentage of, of body weight though, I can prove. Okay, I had 6 percent body fat. So no, you didn't. Yes, yeah, I, I got you it tested never, in college. Plus how many? I got it tested in college. Plus how many? So guys, we thought. <laughs> <laughs> So this time we thought we would do our top 10 unsolved mysteries. (laughs) What's funny is I said this was my top 10 or whatever it was. That guy was on in the movie Airplane. Have you seen Airplane? Of course you haven't because it was it was made in 1980. I said before. Leslie Nielsen. And the dad from Homeward Bound. I've just never seen it. And the mom from what's that movie? Faye, uh, no, what about Bob? With, yes. Yeah. Wow. Her <laughs> name um, is Faye. Oh, yeah. I don't want him for dinner, Faye. That's right. <laughs> but I've never Gosh. seen Airplane, so. It's fun. I mean, that, that, um, it was on in the uh, hotel this morning. Shocked. And it was like the movie. movie like there, There's no way leftist Walt culture would not make that, would not allow that movie to be there's made. There's so now. many movies made back in the 80s and 90s that we uh, it's, it's hilarious but watch people today. would find a way to get offended by it anyway um, <laughs> man did we digress i know uh bad, we decided bad, to bad. do unsolved mysteries hooey, hooey. so i am going to do i have researched 10 matt and has I not have shocking not. this is this is 100 mark's domain so Conspiracy i'm gonna theory, do unsolved mysteries I'm going to do mine, and Matt has the, he has a list of ten, but he doesn't know what they necessarily like, yeah the descriptions behind it. So we're going to kind of guess what they are, and then in real time, hey, that right, talk that right, about them. That right, that right, that right. So my first one, I'll go ahead and go first. Is yeah, that's good. The Zodiac Killer. You ever heard of him? Yes. Also, I tried to do a not movie. killing stuff because it's uh, anyway. <coughs> I, I have a couple about- on here, but the rest aren't that. Okay. Um, the Zodiac Killer. Was from uh, 1968 to 69. 
terrorized San Francisco, San Francisco with a murder spree. Did they catch police. Jake Gyllenhaal or? With coded letters, he killed at least five, although he claims to have killed at least 37 people. Have you seen the Virgo killer? No. A single survivor described him as heavyset, white, and around 5'8". And again... So maybe you. <laughs> who weighs more than who? Well, muscle weighs more than fat. Not in your case. Um, Not anyway, in my case? That's right. Uh, anyway, again, that. it's unsolved. For all we know, he's dead now. The killer is. Dead. but. Because okay. again, this was in the sixties, maybe, maybe early seventies. But you maybe have know what this one is. But all right, next unsolved mystery is the case of Elisa Lamb. Nope, I may what? have looked at it, but it's not on my shocked. list. You don't know this. I actually know this because I when Can I, I went, guess what it is. Sure. Okay, Elisa Lamb. Yeah, E L I S A. Is it a murder? It's unsolved. I'm going to guess, oh, then I'm going to guess um, she disappeared and was never found again. She was found days wow. later. Interesting. Well, then go on. This is peaking. I learned interest. about this when I went to visit John Paul in Los Angeles. Does that help? No. Okay. <clears throat> is it one of the Zodiac Killer people? No. Her name hang was on, Elisa hang Lamb. Hang on. Oh. Okay. That's it? Okay. Uh, she was staying at the, I can't remember, the Cecil something hotel. Wait. Um, was she the one that, that was found in a water yes. tank or whatever? Yes. Yeah. I've I actually just told it, Katie about this. So John Paul, our cousin, he's a big time conspiracy theorist. And he's on the on the board that, or on the train that like, in the because there, there's video of this girl, she was on an elevator. Yep. She seems scared, super freaky. by herself. She's pressing buttons. It looks like she's looking for somebody yeah. or something. And she's she leaves the elevator. She's found, I don't know, a couple that less than a week later, in a water tank that's on top of the hotel, and she had accidentally drowned. So there's a theory that says that that she's pushing buttons on the elevator in a specific order to send her to the to the fourth dimension, and that's where she died and ends up in the. In the water tower. Anyway, because, super, yeah, because there's no video footage of her getting it, like yeah. going up there. Or it, this, like I mean, she died in 2013, so this was pretty recent. Well, that was almost 10 years ago. Um, but <laughs> interesting. Anyway, you can look it up. It's it, it is a little creepy, uh, but she also had bipolar disorder, and so they think maybe like that she just somehow made her way into the water tank. Some anyway, it's creepy, but it's unsolved. No, there's no real. Evidence of foul play, so don't know. Okay, my next one. <coughs> Excuse me. My next one is the ghost ship of Mary Celeste. Okay. <laughs> On December 4th, 1872, a British-American ship called the Mary Celeste was found abandoned and floating in the Atlantic Ocean. It was found to be perfectly seaworthy and with its cargo fully intact, except for a lifeboat, which appeared... Uh, which had been... Which had a, appeared to have been boarded in orderly fashion. But Why? We may never know. The Mary Celeste set sail from New York. We don't care about all that. Um, okay, it says supplies on board were set to last for six months, and there were luxurious items aboard, including sewing machine, upright piano, yada, yada. The last entry on the ship's daily log reveals nothing unusual, and inside the ship all appeared to be in order. Who? When was this? 1872. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. So something happened. Um, and the, it says they had had seven crew members, including um, 
like I guess the husband and wife that owned the ship and their two year old daughter. But nothing was found on the ship. Or I mean nothing was found out of order and the people weren't found. Were they in the Bermuda Triangle? Probably. Okay. My next one is Asia degree disappearance. Um I mean it sounds like a disappearance. She definitely disappeared. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Okay. She was a nine year old girl in Shelby, North Carolina. <clears throat> in in two thousand, the uh, yeah, in the year two thousand, she packed her book bag and left her home like early one morning. And uh, despite it being this like heavy rain, bad weather, and several motorists saw her on the road, like walking on the road. Um, and there was a point where she was less than a mile and a half away from her home, and one of the one of the like uh, motorists kind of approached her and, 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 uh, was like, Hey, what's, what's going on or whatever. She just took off into the woods and it was never seen again. Dang. That's crazy. Even the motorist that, you know, said, yeah, I saw her back then and I, I tried to approach her, uh, just never seen again. Um, anyway, so there you go. <laughs> okay. Running away from home. <laughs> My next one is the mystery of the Circleville letters. Mm, okay. 1976, residents of Circleville, Ohio, began receiving threatening mail that has haunted... I read about this a little bit, but ever I didn't. since uh, The letters were from Columbus, but had no return address. They accused school bus driver Mary Gillespie and the school superintendent of having an extramarital affair. One of the letters was even addressed to Mary's husband, Ron, that threatened his life if he didn't put a stop to the affair. In 77, Ron died in a suspicious one-car crash that involved gunshots. However, when the sheriff ruled the death an accident, other residents of Circleville began receiving letters accusing the sheriff of covering up the so-called accident. Um, So there's more, but that's pretty much all of it. And then it also says in 1994, Fresh Hour, whoever that is, we missed that part, but doesn't matter, uh, was, oh, uh, he was the convicted killer or the person convicted of the Circleville letters and all that stuff, but he was released after being in jail for some time, and he claimed his innocence until his death in 2012. His the, mysterious death. That's right. Okay. The true identity of the oh. Circleville letter writer remains unknown. Was it you? Okay. Uh, yes. My next one is the Branson... <laughs> Sorry. Brandon Br- Swanson? Yes. Oh, that's on my list, Okay. Too, but go ahead. Well, then you probably know more about it than I do. I've actually listened to the audio of this. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, Brandon Swanson, uh, in the late 80s, 89, uh, drove his car into a ditch. I'm sorry, in 2008, not in 89. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay. sorry, drove his car into a ditch on, the, on his way home. And uh, <clears throat> he called his parents and basically said, I you know, got in a car accident or whatever. Um, and so he wasn't sure of ex- his exact location, but he. Called his parents and was basically like, I'm, I'm near this place. And they drove out to pick him up and couldn't find him. And, and like, they knew that place well. Yeah. like And they knew that Brandon knew it well and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so he he sat on the phone with them for over 45 minutes until his parents heard him say, oh, crap. Oh, cuss word, yeah. yes. And then radio silence, and he's never been seen or heard from since. Yeah, and I, again, I've listened to the audio, and it's him. It sounds oh, like, like the actual, like of him. Yeah, of him creepy. on the phone. 
talking to his parents, and he, oh. he just goes, "Oh crap!" Like oh. he's about to get. I, I, I mean, I have no oh, idea. That, just that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Oh. It 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 really is kind of creepy. Um, so he says that, and then you they never found him, never found any evidence of him, nothing. And again, he's still missing. So. Oh my gosh! All right. Oh. <clears throat> Wait. Well, so you've done three evidence. So I went first. So I should go again. Actually, I went first, but I've done three. Was that your third? I've done thir- three. Oh. But that was all mine. Fourth one. So you go ahead. Yeah, that's right. So it's my turn. All right. My next one is Malaysian Airlines flight. That's, I have that one as well. Okay. <laughs> 370? Yes. I think most most people probably know about it. I didn't know about it until I looked it up. What? I knew all about it, it was... after I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a big deal. Well, then talk about it. What? Then talk about it. Oh, okay. It. Uh, it was an airline, or a flight from Malaysia. I can't remember where it was going to China, I think. Uh, in 2014, 239 passengers and crew members vanished without a trace. Uh, Still to a, this day? They put a global search effort, and they did find 20 pieces of aircraft, and that's all they've ever found. So theories abound, including hijacking, a crew suicide, but still nothing has been confirmed. Interesting. No, but there's not been a person found, nothing. They just, I, if I remember right, they noticed they flew off court, or they're like, I guess the blip on the map just disappeared, and then that was it. Well, they so shouldn't. So crazy. They shouldn't have done what they did. Um, I don't know. Okay. All right, my next one, I guess I'll go again, is the Sodder Children. I don't have that one. Okay. Okay. Christmas Eve, so oh. December 24th. I think I've heard of this okay. one. Though. 1945, there was a fire at the Sodder residence in Fayetteville, West Arkansas? Virginia. Oh, dang. Um. Not dang. But. At the time of the fire, it was occupied by George Sodder, his wife, Jenny, and nine of their ten children. During the fire, George, Jenny, and four of the nine children escaped. The bodies of the other five children have never been found. Dang. The surviving Sodder family when was it? 45. Well, maybe they didn't have the technology to... They, they believe that the rest of the, of the, uh, the, of the children survived... Oh, wait. The surviving Sodder family believe for the rest of their lives that the five missing children survived. So it's just like what happened. There were no evidence of bones, or I mean, you could, bones aren't going to just burn up easily. Yeah. They never rebuilt the house. Um, anyway, they just they don't know what happened to half of their kids. That's crazy because they apparently didn't die in this fire. Dang. So what did happen? Yeah, yeah. My next one is the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Oh man, I was gonna say that one next. I love oh, okay, that. Sorry. I mean, whatever. Whatever. What, what was that movie? Uh, yep. Uh, Storm, Storm of the Century. Century. Yeah. So good. Good. Uh, maybe really not had, so good. Really but had nothing to movie. do with the Lost Colony of Roanoke, right. but it was mentioned. Uh, in 1587. Actually, real quick. The my first time teaching at MCA, they wanted to do a post-apocalyptic something. And and what happens and all these people the people of the earth seem to have gone somewhere and I was like what if we call it Roanoke and we decided to call it Roanoke you've seen the movie yeah I have talk about how much you love it um, anyway so the English <laughs> colonial governor John White led a group of people from Britain to f- found an English colony settling on Roanoke Island <clears throat> uh, when rations were running low White left from for more supplies. When he returned three years later, he found the colony carefully abandoned. 
with care. all houses and military constructions dismantled with care. Before he had left the colony, White had instructed instructed his people that if they were if they were taken by force, someone was to carve a cross into a nearby tree, but there was no cross nor sign that had been brutally taken over. The only clue was the word cro- croatone, C R O A T O A N. The name of a Native American tribe that allied with the English colonists, which was carved into a post. White took this to mean that the colonists had moved to Croatone Island. And that's all we know about it. Obviously, that was almost 600, 600 years ago. So, so iPhones didn't exist back then, guys. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, anyway, I just can't imagine what would have happened. My guess is the Indians. Yeah. Something happened with that, but. Anyway, Lost Colony of Rona. Uh, okay, this next one is one of oh, it's a weaker one because I don't have much about it. Um, but Shocking. but uh, Walter Collins. I also have Walter Collins. Okay, well then you can talk about it. <laughs> so it, it was made into a okay. It was made into a film that Angelina Jolie starred in, and I've actually seen. Oh, Changeling. Changeling. Yeah, I've never seen it. Um, it's about a single mom. Christine Collins reported her nine-year-old son, Walter, missing in March of 1928. Five months later, uh, from that, the police brought Walter, quote-unquote, back home to Christine, except it wasn't Walter, and Christine knew it. Christine knew it. But the L.A. police yeah, dismissed right. Christine's concerns, going as far to as far as, oh my gosh, going so far as to accuse her of terrible mothering and having her committed to a mental hospital. There's a there's a documentary that was on Netflix maybe that I watched like seven or eight years ago about a a guy from or a boy from Texas that uh what was it somehow he had, he ran away from home or something and he was like blonde haired blue eyed and he came back home or they found him later like in Mexico but he was and his parents were like that's yes that's our son and it but it was like Dark hair, dark skin, brown eyes. You Interesting. Know? And they just didn't want to believe that. Anyway, there was some foul play there, I think. I can't remember the name. Well, anyway, so it says, it says the real Walter Collins was never found. And over time, authorities came to believe he was one of the victims of convicted child murderer Gordon Stewart Northcott. Um, although Northcott's mother offered a confession for killing Walter. Whatever happened to Walter Collins, his body was never found. And no one ever learned what really happened. And in the movie, if I, if I remember right... Angelina goes, and I don't know if this is based on true events or not, but she goes to the jail where this guy was and was like, just tell me where my son is or like if you killed him or whatever, just tell me something. And he never would tell her anything. Okay. Um, my, I've got three left. One. You have three. One? Okay. I have three. Um, this one is the big gray man. Nope. Okay. Um, hang on one second. Something about wolves, probably. Yeah. The Big Gray Man <laughs> is uh, in it's the UK. Somber. The UK. Okay. Um, and it haunts the it haunts UK's second highest mountain. Uh, it's a creature that is said to stalk the Scottish mountains, and although sightings of him are rare, many climbers report sharing similar feelings of eeriness when he's around. So people hike this mountain. <clears throat> I actually did read about this a little bit. People hike on this mountain and it's very like a t- high elevation and, and people like report feeling eerie or, fe- or like 
seeing and feeling certain things, but always in this one spot of this mountain, they see a big gray man that's like 10 feet tall. Interesting. And they can never catch him or never whatever. And, and it's like people that, um, yeah, it's like consistent that it's always in this one spot and they always see him and they can never find any evidence of him other than, and you know, some people are like, well, you're, you're oxygen, you're up high, less oxygen, you're hallucinating. Maybe that's what it is. But anyway, people, it's like they describe him the same, hmm. which is big and gray and a man. So interesting. Yes, I know. That's why I wrote it. <laughs> My next one is the mystery of Overton Bridge. Okay. In Scotland, there lies a bridge called the Overton Bridge that seems to call dogs to jump to their death. Oh, I did read about this. Yes. <laughs> Since the early 60s, over 50 canines have perished and hundreds more have left but survived from with some returning for a second leap onto the jagged rocks that lie 50 feet below. So they don't know what Okay, they don't know what's called called all these dogs or whatever, but there's some sort of bridge and dogs go there and jump off for no reason and kill themselves. Okay. Uh next last one here for me is the Flannan Isle mystery. Nope, never heard of it. It was made into a movie that stars Gerard Butler, came out in 2019. Gerard Butler. It was called The Vanishing, I think. Okay. Or some form of the word vanish. Um, basically, they're, I mean, the movie, I think, is they take some liberties, but there's three guys that take over that, like, it's their season to take over this lighthouse on this I've island. I've seen it, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you act like you had no idea what it Sorry, was Sorry, I didn't realize it was called The Vanishing, but I have yeah. seen it, yeah. But even me saying Gerard Butler didn't well, trigger that, anything? Well, that triggered, yeah. I was like, I think maybe I've seen this movie. Anyway, so it's based on a true story. They have no idea what happened to these these three guys. In the movie, uh, they they, there's crazy. a guy that crashes onto the island, and he's got a box full of gold. And so they kind of fend off these other guys that are with him, and then they sort of kill each other over this gold. And But none of these three guys were ever found. Uh, they don't know if they drowned. They, they don't know probably if, drowned. Yeah, but just but, don't. They don't really know because it right. happened way back in the day, like probably 1990. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one is the mysterious green children from Wood Woolpit. Interesting. The legend of the green children of Woolpit concerns two children of unusual skin color who reportedly appeared in the village of Woolpit in Suffolk, England, sometime in the 12th century. The children, brother and sister, were of generally normal appearance except for the green color of their skin. They spoke in an unknown language and would eat only raw, broad beans. <laughs> Eventually, they learned to eat other food and lost their green color, but the boy was sickly and died soon after his sister was baptized. The girl adjusted to her new life, but she was considered to be rather loose and wanton in her conduct. Whatever that means. After she learned to speak English, the girl explained that she and her brother had come from a land where the sun never shone. According to one version of the story, she said that everything there was green. According to another, she said it was called St. Martin's Island. Or sorry, St. Martin's Land. Okay. So that's the story of the green children. Um, my last Creepy. one is that of D.B. Cooper. I almost did that one, yeah. Which I liked because it was on the movie Without a Paddle, yeah, which I good. really liked. Um, I liked. But I didn't because know I really like in the movie without a paddle. They make DB Cooper seems like this, just was a dude and had money and par- and had to crash land or jump out of a plane or something. But really, and that's kind of what he was. But he hijacked the plane. I know, but he <laughs> but, got I money. Mean, yeah, but like, I thought of him as a kind of a good guy with money. 
but he he hijacked the plane and had uh and had some money he demanded two hundred thousand dollars in ransom, which today works out to be a little over one point three million dollars but he parachuted out of this plane with money was never found his money has never been found mm-hmm. uh he's just you know he disappeared in nineteen seventy one so it wasn't like it was Forever long or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, again, without a paddle is why I kind of like it. Okay, my last I one. Go about that. My last one. I don't know. Was the, I'm, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but the Yuba City 5. Mm, no, it's the UVA. Okay. The UVA, University of Virginia. Five young men from Yuba, California drove to a neighboring city to watch a basketball game. All five have intellectual disabilities, one had psych- psychiatric illness. And their families were extremely worried when they did not come home, which was extremely uncharacteristic for them. A search was launched, and they were found several months later. One was found in a forestry service cabin, deceased with his boots missing. Three more were found miles away by the side of a road, also deceased and partially scavenged by animals. One remains missing, but is presumed by most to also be deceased. The region where where their car and bodies were found was quite remote, and nobody is quite certain why they were up there. Quite. It was a strange, it was a straight shot on the highway from Chico to Yuba. To add to the mystery, a man was stopped nearby. His car was, was stuck in the snow. He had a mild heart attack and was sleeping. When he woke up and saw the boys, possibly accompanied by a woman and baby, but they avoided him. Interesting. And that's the story of the Yuba that's, City I'm Five. I'm kind of shocked you didn't do like the Mothman prophecies. <laughs> well, anyway, hey guys, that's more thanks of a, for listening. That's more of a uh, not unsolved mystery. That's more of a conspiracy yes, theory. Yes, yes, yes. I guess that's true. Um, hey, thank you for listening. for listening. I hope guys. you have hey, been hope, uh, educated and also learned. If care. anyone has solved one of these mysteries, you Please can Please let us know at 1-888-4213.com. <laughs> All right, see you. Hello.